show is sponsored by HiveMind CRM. It is more than just a CRM. It is a real estate and business mastermind that comes with an all-in-one CRM. You can have unlimited websites and users. You can call, text, RVM, and email all-in-one user interface. And you can set up custom automations for any type and multiple businesses. 65% of companies start using a CRM system within the first five years of business. Once implemented, the HiveMind will save you on marketing, give you more time, and make more money. One of our users has had his first $100,000 month using our system in June. We want to see you automate and accelerate your business. Text us at 210-972-1842 for future meetings. And of course, to get our $1 course on how to make more than six figures on one land deal. You can schedule your free demo today at hivemindcrm.io. Hey, hey, welcome to today's episode with the Hive With Us podcast. We are currently live. We're live, Sanja. Okay, Sonia. <laughs> Sonia, uh, we're current. We're currently live. So um, we have a special guest, Sonia Ray. Um, she is a master negotiator, master closer. She has years of experience, tips and tricks. We're gonna get into the nitty gritty of closing some real estate transactions and uh, a bunch of other stuff. Who knows what we're gonna talk about? But I'm happy to have her today and uh, Anthony today as well. Um, look at that. Hey, it's a threesome. What do you know? <laughs> yeah, thank you for coming on here. We appreciate it. And we got a chance to hang out when you were down here in San Antonio, and I felt like we really vibed. So, Heck yeah. yeah. That enter- house y'all have is a trip. It's not too bad, right? Oh, my gosh. I felt like I was in Alice in Wonderland because you have that one little door with, the, like, the, the handles, like, all super low and stuff. It's so weird. And then I was – I don't know if I told you, but I was exploring around in the attic and everything. So. <laughs> Somebody told me. I was like, where is she? Cool. I can't wait to meet her. They're like, I think she's in the attic. I'm like, <laughs> that makes perfect sense. <laughs> you can't leave me alone. I'll just start exploring, you know. I'm like a big kid. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I feel the vibe. I said I, got, I thought that was amazing. I'm like, this is dope. This is so cool. So, so yeah. Uh, yeah, so Sonia stayed at our at our house uh, for the wholesaling live event. She was uh, she was guest at our house for a few days, so she got to experience that. And that was the first time we met her. So I, I've been watching Sonia for a while. Um, I've seen you everywhere. You do like yoga stuff. You do like uh, mindset stuff. Uh, you, she's just all over the place, but in a good Cold way. Plunge stuff. Cold plunge, yeah. There's there's one about ten minutes from the office. I go there all the time. I'm actually gonna take uh, the Aussie over there, Mike. Nice, nice. Do you go under too, or do you just stay up above the neck? No, I'm weak. I just do it to the neck. Oh, you gotta go under. So like, when you go in, like, go all the way down and then pop back up again. It will really help. Like, it will help. Like, just when you're transitioning for the cold, like once you get your head cold with it. Okay, nice. I'm actually gonna do that the very next time I go in there. I'm gonna send you a selfie video. Like, like, oh, she made me do it. <laughs> Thanks a lot. No, yeah, I love it. I actually really do love it. Like if you're having a super stressful day or like having one of those days where you're feeling just like a little bit of depression creeping in, exhaustion, yeah, you get your ass in that cold plunge. And when you come out, yeah, you're going to feel amazing. 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, like even in like in the middle of the day, like if I'm having just – if I'm off, I'm like, all right, I need to get out of my head. And that's yeah. like the perfect thing because I have my cold plunge. It's right in my garage. Dang. Yeah, next to the Hellcat. Yeah, dang. I'm jealous of the Hellcat and the cold plunge. <laughs> well, just let me know when you roll in town. I ha- I'm a great Uber, so I'll pick you up on the cat and we'll come over and I'll have you go for a quick dip. 
hey, I'm that friend. Like, if you're in a restaurant and you're like, hey, you want to try a bite of my food? I'm like, yes. Like, I'm going to get in your food. So, yeah, since you offered, I'm definitely going to take you up on that. Oh, yeah. No worries. You come on over. I'll drive you on in. <laughs> nice. Thank you. You're welcome. So, uh, one of the first things we always ask is, like, I I've never heard the story. So, I, I think people are interested. But, like, how long have you been doing real estate and how did you get into it? Because everybody has a random story. Gotcha. So, let's say, like, which time I got into it? Because oh, yeah. I, <laughs> mm -hmm. I was one of those those sad stories. So I want to say it was, geez, ten plus years ago when we had first made the attempt to get into real estate. I was just like, I was always watching the shows, and my ex at that point in time, we were together, and he was uh, like fifteen years remodeling and contractor. And I was like doing the numbers. I'm like, oh, we could totally do that. Well, we can go buy a house and we can fix and flip it and all this other stuff and blah, blah, blah. Long story short, we end up, we, we put everything into it. Like our whole, all of our life savings, max out their credit cards. Oh, I didn't tell you. This is right around 2008. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> oh, no. Perfect timing. So everything, like everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong, honestly. So... I mean, when we did when we did the house was awesome. Like it was a, it was a bonding experience with us and the family. Like I had just had my daughter. I literally had her on my back. And I'm cutting tiles, and you know my son got to experience you know just just ripping the house apart because we took it all. We we gutted that thing and just redid it all up again. But by the time we were done, the market was crashing, and then at that point in time too, I was sick, and then on that time too my ex wasn't able to get work anymore because he was doing contracting work for other wholesalers. And I didn't know what wholesaling was back then. Um, that was drying up and that was his only source of income. And then on top of that, our primary house that we had was um, his friend, his so-called friend uh, put him in a three-year arm. And at that point in time, his house started adjusting and he was adjusting out of his house. And he would have qualified for a 30 year. That's why I said a so-called friend, because I used to do mortgages way back in the day, too. And he qualified for a 30. So he, they, he, his friend should have put him in 30, but he put him in the three year adjustable arm product because he was making more money from it. Dang. Yeah. Great friend. So long story short, all with there is we ended up losing our primary home. Oh, sure. Um, didn't even know about short sales or anything. So, and, and nobody came knocking on our door. It was, and of course we weren't answering the phone. You know, when you, when you owe all that money is like, that's just, you're not, you're not touching phones at that point in time. But yeah, we, we lost the, we, we lost our primary home, but since we had bought it, the, the fix and flip house with all cash, we ended up just move, moving into there because we couldn't sell it. Like just nobody would buy it. Like, so we moved in there and then I got really sick. And um, about a year afterwards, I, I ended up getting diagnosed with lupus because I was pretty much close to almost bedridden. Like we didn't know what was going on. I was in and out with, with doctors and tests and, and whatnot. So pardon me. So that's what ended up happening there. The first time we attempted to get into real estate. Um, the second time was um, somebody had started calling us and saying, hey, you know, do you want to sell your place? I'm like, no, like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's not listed, blah, blah, blah. And 
I started talking with the person a bit and they're like, oh yeah, we do wholesaling. I'm like, what the fuck's wholesaling? Oh, I'm sorry, can I come? Yeah, please do. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is that? And then they explained it to me. I'm like, oh, wow. So I was like, okay, now I'm like interested. What is this all about? Because I felt terrible because I felt like it was all on me because it was my idea to decide yeah. to do this fix and flip and we lost everything. And so I'm like, all right, well, let's, let's see what this wholesaling is about. So I learned more about that. I was like, oh, dude, this is awesome. Like, the risk is so small. Like, what risk? You know, it's not like when you do a fix and flip where, like, you put all your money into it, you're, you're good. Like, yeah. with, with wholesaling, you just do a little marketing here and there. If you get a contract, great. If you don't, no big deals. Like, you're not losing your ass. So, and that was four, almost five years ago when I started learning about that. And and yeah. so, yeah, that's my story of how I eventually got into wholesaling <laughs> so now we, we saw the the dark side of wholesaling and real estate investing so tell us about the rainbows and butterflies now like how are things going for you now what are you doing who are you working with what markets are you in right um so i will say this it was a bit of a rough start on my end of things it's just like learning about like marketing and doing cold calling and like i didn't think i didn't know about like oh you hire a va and they do all that so um at first it was like it was, had a bit of troubles and then I ended up hearing somebody doing a interview and they kept saying oh hey we have all this uh all these leads to call but we don't have somebody to to be able to call it for us so I reached out to them and said hey I'll work for you for free so then I can get the experience on the phone so I started doing that and I worked with them uh the first deal I ended up locking up uh ended up they ended up doing we ended up doing like a 30,000 assignment and then we just solidified the relationship from there. We worked together for a little while. They were still new with doing things. So we just kind of, but we worked together for a little bit. And then we just kind of split ways because it was just, just too much stuff going on. And then after that, I was back with my, just working with myself. I partnered up with somebody else for a little bit. Uh, we actually did door knocking and I'm in Arizona and during summertime. So we were door knocking foreclosure homes. And mm -hmm. what we would do is I would go on the county website and if they had just dropped that day, we would go to their door. So, cause most people were, when they get their, the foreclosure stuff, it's usually the next, they'll get it that next day is when, when everybody's buying the list. So we were attempting to be like ahead of people. Yeah. So, and then at, even at one point in time, we had a printer, we had a, a printer in there. So we would just print out the records, like showing them like, Hey, you know, you are about to go into foreclosure. Have you considered selling and whatnot? So ended up doing that for a little bit and uh, ended up doing like a, a fix and flip right down the street from my house. It worked out really well. That person and I ended up splitting for a while, ended up going back with the other company I had worked with prior and uh, was with them for about two years. And uh, last year with them, I was not only their main closer, but I was also to training other companies uh, across the country and their sales team. I was yeah. also basically the team manager of the company. So I was running the, the guys and I was all virtual too. I was the only virtual person there. Nice. Um, so I was doing that as well as running the, running the teams and stuff like that. And as well, on top of all that, I was also um, part of helping them sell their education part of their, everything with that company too. So I basically was wearing like four different hats in that company. And like I was saying, and I, and I ended up closing last year close to 1.5 million 
in acquisitions. Now, could you imagine if I was a straight acquisitions at that point in time, like what I would have done? <laughs> so um, I ended up splitting, splitting ways with them, uh, just spin out my own. So I, I'm doing two different things right now to stay relevant and in the market. I still do do, um, do do, excuse me. <laughs> I still am in wholesaling. Um, I'm currently over in the Kansas City area, also to in the Georgia area, and a little bit around in the Phoenix area. I have my daughter working uh, for me part-time. She's 13 years old, and what I have her doing is basically Googling for dollars. So nice. she'll go online, and she'll find, like, she'll. I, I gave her a certain zip code to be looking in, and then she'll go find, like, all the little shitty houses, and she'll copy and paste the addresses onto an Excel spreadsheet. And then I've shown her how to make it into a, I always screw up the name. It's either a CSV file or CVS file, whatever. Yeah, CSV. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. So have her go into that so once i get that all i gotta do is just load it up to get it skip trace and then i take that and give it over to my my va to start calling and such like that so i do that part of things like i say because i see too many times when people start going into education and like coaching and consulting like they're not on the phones anymore yeah they're just only doing that and i wanted to stay relevant so that's why i still do it that way and so i'm still making the calls and like most so i've got um I've got the one, I've got my one cold caller, and then I also do PPC marketing. I get more from my PPC marketing than I do from my cold caller currently at this time. Yeah. Okay. It's, I like that you put your daughter to work at 13. That's amazing. My, 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 my babies are all small, so hopefully I'll teach them the game eventually. When they get well, if you do mailing or if you do any mailers like at home, you can have them like write out the, the, um, the uh where the return address and stuff like that or they can stuff envelopes and there's always something yeah it's it's, it's such a it's such a cool thing like passing on that legacy of all the stuff you've learned over time and just just educating in general which is like the, the funny thing about like a side note because the reason why i do so much like video content like right now is because my kids are all younger not, they don't understand what i'm talking about they're all five and under so i'm like this is if they go back and watch all this stuff, they can see what I'm doing now. But it's just like one of those things like you can't really have that conversation with them now. It's just <laughs> Yeah. No, I even my 13 year old, she's like, eh, whatever. You know, I remember when I first got my car, she's like, eh, whatever. I was like, <laughs> like your friends probably think I was like, just wait till high school. Trust me. Like they're gonna think that's really cool. So it'd be cool to be here. Yeah. That's funny, man. But it, it's it's cool, it's cool the journey that like a lot of people think like it's just like you can be a come overnight success and you got you got cleaned out the first time the first time you did this, but it's a learning lesson. And so the the thing that separates everybody else is just being consistent and coming back for more and yeah. separating yourself out doing it. The one thing I can say that I really um, was a huge a huge thing for myself personally wise was when I was working with the other company for the two years, I was able to basically solely focus in on just pretty much sales. That's all I did was sales because if I wasn't locking up my own my own stuff, I was training and teaching the sales guys that on on the teams, or that I was also too doing the coaching with other companies out there. So I was always always in like just just really fine-tuning the craft you know that's it's it's, a, it's such a cool interesting spot to be in because like a lot of people think they need to do everything but like if you find out what your skill is which anthony above me his skill is sales 
So like that's all he does. And I, I run a lot of the backend stuff. So it's just finding what you're good at and focus on that. Yeah, and run with that because what ends up happening too, like you attempt to to get good at, at it's like something else that you're not. It's like why why waste that time and energy? Find somebody that can fill in that for you, and then just go with it. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I got a question, so I would Uh-oh. like to, for you. To, <laughs> I would like for you to speak to like uh, how does a woman break into real estate, right? Which from the outside looking in, it looks like it might be like predominantly like a man's world, right? right. So what? What did you do to differentiate and set yourself apart? Just like I'm just going in there and just killing the deals, crushing it and just building a name for yourself that way. Like what did you did you even see anything? Because you you strike me as that personality type that that might not even appeal to you or appear to you. You're just like, I'm just going to just come here and put the doors (laughs) open. I don't think about that. I don't separate yeah. myself. Oh, just because I'm female or or whatever. I'm just going to just freaking go at it. Like I don't I don't see it as a as a separate thing like, oh, like I got to go throw some heels on and I, I don't know. I, I don't have an answer for that. Cause I don't, I don't look at it like, Oh, I'm a female in a man's world. I'm just like, I'm a person in the world and I'm just freaking going at it. And, and that's what I do. I'm just going to kill it just cause that's who I am. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, whether I've got a, you know, or, or not, you know, <laughs> I hear women complain about that all the time. They're like, how do you break into this industry? And you're like, nah. you pick up the phone. I'm like, they're, they're, it's not like a secret sort of thing. It's just like, you just go and just do it. Like, who cares? There's a whole bunch of dudes in it. Perfect. You know why? Because now you're going to be different than everybody else on the phone. Because some of these guys are like uber aggressive. Like, oh, you don't want to sell me house? What a dick. Blah, blah, blah. They hang up the phone. And then somebody like me comes on the phone and be like, hey, how are you? And, you know, people tend to open up a bit more with women versus men. True. 100% true. You know, I, and I, I don't I don't really understand why, you know, females would be intimidated because there's more guys in it than than chicks. I wonder if they feel like there's some kind of like disadvantage there. Like I said, I don't know. It's weird. And like you said, it's probably like an advantage. Right. It's That's a total. Not- it's yeah. a total. Just like too. like I, I don't know if you ever see like when I post up on IG, I was like, I've got a time zone advantage. Like I could start work over here at six o'clock because mm-hmm. it's nine o'clock Eastern. Mm-hmm. you know and then i can be done i can be here at f- i can still be working at five and it's eight o'clock there and they think i'm like oh wow you're so awesome thanks for staying up late i'm like <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> yeah well that's the other thing too is like you always want to make that person feel special that you know you're doing this extra for them but you know sometimes they're like oh can, can you call me back at midnight sure nine o'clock my time that sounds great actually <laughs> but i don't sleep much so it's all good like even if they want me to call early you know like if uh so anytime i wake up and i and i was showing uh daniel earlier what time i got up today i don't use and i didn't tell you i don't use an alarm i love it i don't either i so i was i clocked in on ig so what i do on ig is i throw up a um like a, a quote and then I put the time and then I put the day. Well, I put the day also too, because like some, like all my days started blending in with each other. So I started putting the day up there. I was like, oh yeah, it's Thursday. Cool. Boom. <laughs> but yeah, I put the time, but yeah. So I think what this morning was about 320 I was up at. Dang. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not getting up at that time. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> impossible. <laughs> That's crazy. I was yeah, laughing. Leo, Leo says you were built for this. It's in your blood. <laughs> there you go. There's Leo. I see yeah. that. I, you strike me like as a natural, like somebody, yeah, like if you're just going to do something, like, yeah, I'm just going to knock it out real quick. 
no matter how that big is the well. is. Yeah. Well, that was the other thing too, is I have like some, some backstories and like a lot of people don't know, like I used to be in a wheelchair not that long ago. Oh, shoot. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, you, you don't really talk about this side of stuff. Like, well, you know, hey, you're in sales. Like, you know, teach me some sales tips and tricks and whatnot. And you don't go into the like the backstory of shit. But you, you know, with, like a wheelchair to standing up on the baluster on the staircase in here right? and, <laughs> <laughs> and crawling through the attic and and whatnot. And yeah. Uh -huh. So remember how earlier I said I got really sick? I was like really close to bedridden um, yeah. and I got diagnosed. So I was I've been diagnosed with lupus now for, geez, almost 12 years. Um, and that ended up happening because of uh, something else I can't really get into. But because of that, um, when I had broken my foot uh, a while ago back, I ended up getting it's a, it's another kind of autoimmune condition. It's called chronic regional pain syndrome. And so what ended up happening, what, what happens with that when you get that is your pain receptors just go freaking nutballs and they just keep multiplying. So I kept feeling the same pain as when I originally hurt my foot. And I didn't realize I broke it. I was like, oh, I'll be fine because they said if you break it that you just got to just wait it out. So I got confirmed it was broken like two weeks later. I'm like, man, but I'm in a lot of pain. I don't understand. This is weird. So long story short, my leg started changing color. Like it looked like it went to Hawaii. My other leg was white as hell because that was the other thing too with, with the lupus. Um, I started getting uh, allergic to the sun. Like the sun would literally drain all my energy. Holy smokes. I and I would um, literally... It used it used to be so bad. I've got it so much better on control in control now, uh, but it used to be at a point where if I was outside in the sun too long, I would come inside and I would pass out for like 14 hours and wake up and feel like I was completely hungover. I, I had no rest. It was terrible. It was like I had a freaking like I got drunk, but I got drunk from the sun. Uh, but anyhow. So, like I said, the, the other leg was super white and the, the one that was hurt was like just all tan. So it ended up happening where I couldn't walk on that leg anymore without being in a huge amount of pain. Um, I used to literally take I was walking crutches and I would use I would like literally like drag my feet because it hurt so bad just to walk. Uh, they did nerve block injections. They had me on constant um pain pills uh they were attempting to put a um device in my back that would have given me like shock treatments to to help with it because they said there's nothing they can do to help reverse it um it was it was really really bad and then i ended up in a wheelchair because i just couldn't walk anymore it was just it was so painful i mean i got to a point to where literally like i was about ready to to kill myself um and it was it was so it was so bad it was so hard to see my family uh, watch me and being so much pain because I I I I would literally like lay on the couch and just cry because I was it was hurt so bad and there was nothing anybody could do. So I ended up doing I don't know how it happened but I was doing some research on YouTube and there were some sort of clinical trials uh, for this treatment and I found out it happened to be in Scottsdale. I went and applied for it and they took me. I was one of like two or three other people 
and I did six months of the treatment. It was really hard too. It was, it, it, I ended up losing about 15 pounds because the, the treatment made me so sick. Like afterwards I was always like throwing up and all this other shit, but mm. it, all, it worked. Cause I mean, you see me now, like I'm, I'm not in a wheelchair. Um, that's also too why I wear like cool ass, like high tops. Um, I'm not able to wear high heels anymore because of my foot, but Hey, that's the only, only thing like I, I really don't give a shit so because that's, that's why cool. i got some cool ass freaking high tops now yeah. but uh but yeah so that's the kind of um that's the story with with that whole thing and i remember too like a, a couple years ago back like i went to to go hike a, a mountain and i couldn't do it all the way it was just i had i had to work my way to it and so literally there was a group of, of people of real estate people that would go hiking on Sundays and they go to the top and I had to go on different days just to get the endurance enough, just to even to, to make it. And then finally I was able to make it to the top. So maybe that's maybe a little bit more about me of like why I just freaking just go out and I don't care. Relentless, relentless. <laughs> I love that about you. Like, I don't even know how to describe the personality type. Like I said, like we're just, just going to just like, you're going to destroy it no matter what. Like, and it seems effortlessly, <laughs> oh no it just i make it look like even when i do if, if you ever see like some of the videos of me like when i do the cold plunge and like i'm in the water it looks like it's not a big deal like oh look at it. it's like nice and relaxing you know but <laughs> it, 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 i mean you you've done it you know how it feels i'm dying inside yeah <laughs> for at least a couple of minutes and then you get your body gets acclimated to the temperature and then you're kind of chilling literally yeah. chilling yeah well, the biggest thing, too, is just like just reminding yourself it's all just temporary. Everything is just temporary. Like the pain is temporary that you're going through. Like once you get out, you're going to feel so much better. Just like, too, when like people are like they're afraid to, to get on the phones or whatever. It's like pick up the phone. And just do it. Like it, you're more freaked out in your head than than what's actually going to happen. Yeah, I think that's probably I, I think pretty much any real estate investor, any wholesaler that's having trouble getting started. It's because they're afraid to pick up the phone. They, they can't like they mentally they cannot get themselves to just pick the phone up and to me it seems like the easiest thing in the world like i need the money more than i need to be afraid you know like <laughs> right right i love it because even before i was in the in real estate um like i did precious metals gold and silver physical gold and silver over the phone for a couple years so like i've always like and i grew up in sales so it was just it was just pretty pretty natural smooth transition Mm -hmm. So, can you tell us what your business looks like right now? So, like you said, you're running some uh, PPC. Are you doing nationwide? Are you only in, in Arizona? Or, or what, what's your business look like right now? So, right now on, on that side of things, so like as I, I said before, I do a little bit in Arizona and I don't do the PPC. I just have my daughter doing her Googling for daughter for daughter. For daughters googling for dollars and then um the ppc and quote calling is out in the kansas city uh missouri in kansas city kansas area and then as well over in the uh macon georgia area and that's all that's all ppc too as well very nice so you're doing mostly houses for right now um i am finishing up with uh cash uh cash flow mike uh, with uh, doing like creative financing and getting more into that realm of things too. And I'm really starting to Miranda over to the, um, whatchamacallit. I almost want to say multi-level, but it's not multi-family. Multi there we go. 
Nice. So you're the second person inside of three podcasts that have uh, said that they're getting coached by uh, Cash Cash Flow Mike. Cash, really? Cash, yeah. All right. Maximin has just told us the same thing. Yeah. So that's dope. Oh, yeah. 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 Well. Well. When 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 my when uh, Mike had came out here because uh, they just had the uh, event over here, he flew in, and then as well too. That's when Max had first met Mike was at the wholesale event in Texas. Mm-hmm. And like I already knew Mike because I was already training with Mike, so. But yeah. yeah. We Small sat directly world. across from him at the dinner, and I'm, I'm, I'm now I'm, I'm sad we didn't get a chance to talk to him more. <laughs> now you know better. Now you know. Oh, and really, really quick. So, like, if anybody is in here listening and they have like, like picking up the phone reluctance and and whatnot, um, the the coolest thing is when we were there in Texas for the event. There was a kid there. He was only 13, and. He was making calls. Mind you, he was scared too. And there was like this older guy sitting next to him. He's like, don't pressure him. Like he, he doesn't need to call. I'm like, dude, you need to shut the hell up. Like <laughs> I talked to this kid earlier. I was riding in the car with him. You know, he's my friend's like nephew or whatever. Like this is what he wants to do. I'm going to encourage him to get on the phones. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He, you know, it took him a minute. He's looking at it. I even like recorded it too. I'm like, that's just cool. Like, can you imagine like if you had like your 13 year old making a call and you had a recorder for the first time, but like he picked it up and then he started dialing. Didn't get a person start. And it and then it just got easier and easier. So it does, it does get easier guys. And if a 13 year old can do it, anybody can do it. There you go. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I wish somebody had pushed me into real estate when I was 13. <laughs> Push me off the bridge, please. Right. Definitely would take that leap. <laughs> so, um, what, 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 what's one thing? Because, like, I feel like you're you're relentless and you're a leader. So, like, what's a, like a leadership quality? Uh, what's a leadership trait or something that you do to like keep everybody motivated? Because, like, being a leader is multiple things: it's training, it's motivation, it's mindset. It's doing by example, lot. you lead by example. Mm-hmm. So you talk about this stuff and you, and you encourage your, you know, your people around you to be doing the same thing, but you also be doing it too as well. So one of the things like um, with a lot of my coaching clients with their employees, like we talk about, I'm always, I'm huge on having your script in front of you. I don't care how well you know it. Like I know mine forwards, backwards, upside down, side to side, in the dark, whatever. However, you still want to always have that in front of you. So like here, like, I've got mine right here. I put it on the three by five card because I travel so much now. So it's easy. I, I, I used to travel with paper, but three by, by five cards a lot thicker and, and it travels better. But but yeah, no, the biggest thing is by example, because that's the, uh, the other thing, too. I've, I've noticed out there there's like these like positional leaders and they'll tell you, oh, you need to do this, do that. And then they're off not doing that what they talk about. Mm-hmm. Lots of that, and especially in this industry, in this business, like you said, they start coaching and now they're full-time coaches and then they forget to do deals. So then they're just on Facebook capping about all the deals they did five years ago. <laughs> right. Or it's like, oh, I, I'm projected. I'm like, but projected doesn't mean anything or verbal doesn't mean anything. Like unless you've got ink on a paper, now mm-hmm. you're, you know, that's, and that's just the start of it. You know, you still got to get that, that, that baby sold and everything else like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, that's not me. It's not me. It has to be Daniel. Daniel, you're ding ding. My, it's famous. 
One of my clients has blown my phone up. I'm gonna send him. A, I'm gonna send him a link to the live that we can watch. You it. know, you've got the little thing on the side of it where you can. It's my computer. I cooked through the computer. Oh. There's no. There's no side of the computer. <laughs> you know, but there is. There is. Do you have? A, is it an Apple? Yes, yeah, Apple. There is. There. Um. I'll, I'll show you later. But it's on the upper right hand side. You can make it stop. Mm-hmm. I learned that too because I was like, I kept getting dings and while I was coaching, and I was like, oh crap, and. Yeah, what? somebody showed me. Yes, you're welcome. Daniel needs tech support. He's my tech support. It's funny to know that he needs tech support too. Right? And I'm old too, so that's even funnier. <laughs> hey, uh, so tell us a little bit about your coaching. Like if somebody wants to work with you, um, what, what are you offering? How does it work? Is it regular meetups? So currently right now, how I have by that other side of the business established is that and so i have two different things um they just pop something up right there because i don't right now work with individuals i work with companies um and my biggest thing is having personal attention for the companies i work with and the other thing too is like a lot of the gurus out here they do group coaching and i don't do group coaching i only work with that person's team at that point of time. I'm not throwing out my other teams I work with and do any of that. So it's just one, that, that one company I work with at that point of time. So we do that, we go through, we have um, with that company, we'll do their coaching calls or review those. And then as well too, is we have one-on-ones and all depending on how many, um, how many um, killers, I was going to say, how many closers they have on their team or follow-up specialists they have on their teams. Like either I'm doing like a 30-minute or an hour long with them with doing one-on-one. So not only will we go into like more like, hey, Luke, what's up? I haven't seen you, brother, in so long. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. (laughs) I'm just noticing this stuff on this side over here. (laughs) Um, Anyhow, squirrel. Fuck. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So we're doing one-on-ones, but it, when we do the one-on-ones, so like I can help you with your technique, but the biggest thing during these one-on-ones it's happening is the mindset. And our mindset is the, the, is the biggest thing in this business. Cause there's so many times where like something or other is going on. And like, I'm able to help people because I've experienced so much stuff um, to, to help them like get through that. So they're not taking that into their workflow of the day. So we do that as well. Um, so what I ended up doing, because I at this point in time, I don't work with individuals, um, I ended up making um, a sales course, which is the Authentic Closer System. Um, it's the acsystem.com. And what I'm doing for Hive is that I'm doing a, a 15% discount. So if you wanted to get that, there you go. Hey. <laughs> If you wanted to get that, it's Hive 5 and you'll get 15% off of it. And just so you know, guys, like the thing is, is only like $750. And on top of it, too, not only am I going over and, and teaching people with the how to, you know, when you're having these conversations, I'm also giving them other like tips and tricks of like, you know, hey, when you're having a shitty day, like, what do you do? Or just like different things that, that a lot of people don't talk about unless you're actually have been in the business and in that seat, in that position. Yeah, I think that's something that people, they kind of don't don't factor into like the price of any kind of course or training is like all of, all of the uh, abuse you had to take, right, to get there, to come up with these techniques. 
So I think somebody sees a price tag and they're like, oh, you know, that seems like something I might do someday. But I, I, pr I promise you, if you pull the trigger on something like that, yeah, it'll pay dividends over and over and over again immediately. Right. right? You can take like information, like you've already been through a crash, you've been through, you know, to hell and back. And it's like, if you're willing to transfer that information to somebody else for such a low price, like that's something that anybody should take advantage of for yeah. sure. And then I go, then the way I teach, I teach in acronyms. So that's even easier for a lot of people to remember when they're taking that person through the process. So like when I'm, um, so one, one part of it is called, uh, so a lot of people, it's all the same shit, honestly. So people can use, they set the stage, set the expectation. I call it assign the agenda. So when you're doing something like that, so I was like, here, here's the acronym is two. So you're doing your timeline. What's the call going to be about? And, um, what's gonna um crap i just got a blurring freeze oh, i get them all the time Boop. uh <laughs> yeah but anyhow never mind no i was gonna say we'll, we'll come right back to it so we'll start talking yeah. about something else and then you'll be like oh, I remember. Gonna, oh yeah now i remember yeah no i knew that was gonna happen too i really <laughs> did but it is what it is that's the oh, whole thing too guys like when you do this stuff like it's okay to be a fool and look stupid you know, that's what I was going to say is that, like, I think people, they, they take this business too serious, right? It's like, because if you're not having fun, if you're not enjoying Outcome. it. Outcome. There you right? go. I knew it was coming. That's the L part. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to have fun doing this business. And, and we, we even try to, like, convey that on some of these podcasts. Like, I see a lot of podcasts, and they're, like, hitting you with all these cool numbers and facts. And it just seems, like, more educational. And then our podcast, like, it's, I think it's a little bit sillier. People can really be themselves. And if you if you treat your business that way, you're talking to your sellers like that. They can feel it. Like they know you enjoy what you're doing. They're gonna if you have commission breath, they're gonna be smelling that too. Like what's up with this person? Like why are they talking like this? And us, like I'm making fun of the sellers. I'm talking crap to them. We're talking to this guy about a three million dollar ranch a couple of days ago on a call I did with one of our students. And uh, like I'm, we're talking about his eyes and his eye, his eye health is failing him. And I'm telling him that like I'm a mad scientist and I might have some stuff that could help with his eyes. And like completely forgot about the property. <laughs> there you go. There yeah, you go. Let's go to dinner. Let's go have some steaks. Like I made a date with an old man instead of like closing the deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we spent well, most time talking about health. And it's funny you say that because one of my agreements uh, that one of the gentlemen that I'm speaking with right now, um, if he does end up moving forward with me and we close, that's part of the agreement that he's able to take me out to dinner. <laughs> But I'm like, it's got to close. I was like, it's it, it's got to not only sign the agreement, it's got to close, and then yes, then you can take me out to dinner. So I, I have I have I have a good question for both of you because you're uh -oh. both you're both you're both sales and closers. So what is the craziest thing you've negotiated for when you're doing a real estate transaction? Because I think dinner is a weird one. <laughs> yeah, that's actually that's the that's the first time I've ever just done and agreed to something like that. I'm like, ah, screw it. But it's got to be closed. So that was the one thing because a lot of times people are like, oh, yeah, I'll sign. But then if you don't close, it's like dumb. So I think that was a pretty. That was it. it. Yeah, that was it. Crazy one like that. I'm trying to think. I'm like, man, I've dated so many old ladies. <laughs> 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 but were any of them from from buying their house? <laughs> oh, that part I completely yes, that part. that's what he's talking about. Like we no. need you lock up no, an well, agreement or so. I, I had a client from Atlanta. He he negotiated a boat. He's like, I'll take the boat in the driveway too. Boats and hoes. <laughs> that's what I, I was even saying. You found some guns in the property too, right? 
Yeah, yeah. It looks like we're trying to close on that one now. Yeah, the guy's like, uh, yeah. Oh, no. Anthony, I know your story. You got cows. Oh, yeah, I got free cows with the deal. Yeah. I was like, so are the cows going to be removed at closing? And she's like, mm, I don't have any equipment to move them. She was like, you can have them. I was like, thank you, I guess. What do I say to that? So what do you do with that? Are you going to go over there and get some fresh meat or what? That's what I'm thinking. Corey Thompson's like, send them to the sale barn. And I'm like, I guess so. I guess I could load up my refrigerator with more meat. Um, That's going to be a lot of meat. Yeah, the, a lot of me. Yeah, way too much. Um, my, You're going to be like giving that shit away. Yeah, there's an agent that probably gonna end up listing that property for us. And she's like, I'll take them off your hands. I said, look, if you can get me a full price offer in record time, I might just give them to you. So I'm using them as a bargaining chip right now. Might as well. Who's taking care of them right now? You know, I have no clue. That's what I, that's what I told the agent. I said, you know, I don't know what's going on with those cows. I said, like, you need to go check on them. I know there's water out there. I mean, it's, it's 123 acres with, with a uh, stream in it. So I'm sure they're okay, but I'm like, tell me if I need to pick up some bales of hay. Like, what do I got to do? Like, I'm a city boy. <laughs> so I'm like, Give me like city slickers. Yeah. Y'all have ever seen that movie. That's when you start yeah. aging yourself. I remember that about movie. old ass movies. Hey, I remember that. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm right there. I'm right there with you. That's how I feel when I'm talking to all these like farm and ranch sellers. Like, I feel like they, they know I'm a city boy. They could, they could just see it in my like, face. They could smell it in my way. They're like, <laughs> city boy. They could hear it in your voice. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised they want to deal with me, but now they end up loving me to death. I just, I guess they just see that I'm just a genuine guy. So they're like, okay, we accept him into our tribe. You can come in the fold for a minute. <laughs> yeah. I've had a lot of good luck, honestly. Yeah. With like these older gentlemen that are like super wealthy, that have these like million dollar properties. They just see like, I, I really, I would love to do the deal, but I kind of don't care. Like if we do it, amazing. If we don't, amazing too. Sometimes right. you just learn something really cool. And these guys will mentor you. Like they'll say, Hey, if I was you, make sure you avoid this, watch out for this. So I just feel like we're just making a bunch of really cool friends. And then every now and then we do a nice big transaction and it works out good for everybody. Right. No, I actually had a, a guy that I had locked up um, just a couple months ago and it didn't end up working out as a, a wholesale deal, but he ended up agreeing to doing um, a sub two with it because like, Hey, you know, we've been talking for this long. He's like, I just want to, I just want you, I want to make sure you, you get it. I'm like, okay thanks i was like it was so unexpected okay. i was like there was like no i don't want to do it anymore i'm like all right cool you know what i want to talk about that real quick if and for the people that are afraid to talk on the, to get on the phone and they're like you just got to just do the action right i say you just got to start with marketing right if you do the activity you talk to enough people people give you real estate hmm. i can't explain that enough to people like you talk to enough people and people will start to give you shit like, just do the work. I promise you it gets easier. It, it does get easier. Like uh, Daniel right now, he has a client right now that's trying to give him like what, Dan, how many acres, 20 or 30 acres or something? Daniel's muted. <laughs> I muted myself. I'm, I'm like, I'm afraid I'm going to get dinged again. So uh, I have a guy trying to give me 24 acres right now in Atlanta. Give him 24 acres. Give. Give. That. <laughs> oh, you know what? That's another thing too. Um there's a lot of people I've noticed at times too that are afraid to make the calls because they're virtual. Like because they're in another market? Yeah. And they're not in that market. They're like, oh, I have to be in that market. Like, no, you don't. No, there's no rule that says that. Yeah. They're like, I, I'm afraid to do it. Oh, you know why? Because they think they have to be there so they can be able to do stuff face to face with them. I'm like, I've locked up. I, I didn't, I've never counted how many deals like I locked up. I just counted like how much money I made. 
it, it you know what i mean because that's what it, that's what it actually matters like who yeah. cares if you've done i've done two thousand deals but you made five grand like who gives a shit i want to i rather want to know like hey this is what i actually you know this is how much i sold in yeah but yeah i was like no i've done close to this and i've been virtual and i've not been in face to face with somebody before i mean i have like years ago i mean but however the last few years it's all the rapport i've been able to build it's just all on the phone i mean i haven't even done like you know sometimes people i guess they'll, they'll do a zoom with somebody i wouldn't do that no yeah we've closed deals by text messages email um i want i want to give a, a good nugget for this one right now so if anybody's afraid to do virtual i got the perfect workaround for this um so if they say hey you know where do you buy properties first you can I, I expand right so i'm like oh i buy anywhere in texas in case they're trying to like disqualify me by saying hey you're from san antonio you don't buy in dallas I'll say about anywhere in Texas. And then they'll try to disqualify you again, right? If you're virtual, they'll say, well, mm -hmm. you know, do you buy in Amarillo? The way that I take, I take it, the deal out of their hands before they can take it out of mine is I say, hey, I've never done a deal there, but I'm also not opposed to it. So it's like, mm -hmm. I turn it around on them. It's like, I'm pre-qualifying you. Like, I don't buy there, but I'm, I might, you know, what do you have? So right. now it throws the ball back in their court now. Like you sell me on why I should buy your property virtually. Right, so, I'd be like, I'm nationwide. I'll, I'll go anywhere as long as it, you know, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Just, I just so. put it back on them. Like, I might buy your stuff. What do you have? You yeah, know? maybe you tell me. Yeah, yeah that's the whole thing too. It's like play a little hard to get. Like sometimes the people are like, oh, like I'll, oh, there he goes dinging again. Okay, so there's <laughs> a guy messed up my phone right here, and he's in the chat too. So I'm literally just he's like his live chat working. Steven Anderson, you're so annoying, but he wants to know where you got your hat. Which says Hustle or Star, by the way, if you can't read it. Okay, here you go. So it's a buddy of mine's uh, uh, brand, and it's uh, hustle, hustle.com is where you can get it up. Um, so he's got the, the hats, he's got shirts, and they also just came out with coffee. I really wish I liked coffee. So, but yeah, he's got, he's got, they've got, it's, I even, I even attempted it. Like just to see if I maybe I like coffee because you know how like your taste buds change over time, but apparently mine doesn't. So, <laughs> so the thing about everybody in this room is everybody's persistent, and uh, <laughs> all of us are persistent in our own way. Yeah, so, have to be. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna block you, right? <laughs> Stop <laughs> dinging him, damn it! <laughs> he doesn't know how to turn off his dinger yet. <laughs> the old lady got to show him. That's so cool, man. There's people like Steve Anderson, you know, you, you guys. It's like I told Daniel, it's like all the people we're connecting with in real estate, like all super, super cool people. Like if you were just friends with one of these people, amazing. But now we're starting to have like 30 of them, 40 of them, 50 of them. Like, man, this is pretty badass. Like if somebody There's would more of us out there. <laughs> There's more maniacs out there. So oh, yeah, I have yeah. a friend that's here right now at the house. He came from Australia. Like I've known the dude for like I eight heard. years. We've been in business together for like eight years and I've never met him in person. So like he come over here for a, for a week just to hang out and uh, he had a friend of his that said, oh, you're going to America? He goes, man, it's just like a freaking movie. And so he's like completely spazzing out of everything that he sees. He's like, it is like a freaking movie over here. He's tripping. Well, your house is like a freaking movie. Like, <laughs> Imagine if he was there for the event. Oh my gosh. He would have been like. Yeah. I tried to get everybody here for the event. So Noah came from uh, from Florida and that girl that came in when she came into the hive house, she walks right. in and she goes, is this how the gurus live? <laughs> <laughs> we don't live here. This is just the office. <laughs> it was funny. It was funny. Well, that that was funny too, because like when I go to my room, I'm like, "Who are you? 
Why? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but that dude has a cool last name, Anderson. Let's think of the uh, think of the Matrix, you know. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. That's my favorite movie of all time. Really? Yeah, I think we possibly are living in a simulation. That's a whole different podcast. Mm. <laughs> Maybe we need to get Brian on here for that one. <laughs> that would be pretty dope. I would be like totally down for that one. The Matrix podcast. Are we living? I had we... a dream about that before about it came Matrix? out to a movie. Yeah, but before it was a movie. So when I saw that movie, it freaked me the hell out. Can you imagine, like, you have a dream like that, and then you see it on the big screen? I was like, Damn. yeah, yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, I've, I've had some pretty cool dreams that I feel, I feel like I've seen the future in some some regard. That yeah. was called a psilocybin trip. Yeah, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> and we did talk a little bit about psychedelics, right? When we interviewed yes, we Brian, did. Daniel. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Oh, I was yeah. saying you and I were talking about it too when I was at the house. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah we did. I just I find it disturbing that people think that like Tylenol ibuprofen is perfectly cool and fine and alcohol, right? But then you met you mentioned like uh, psychedelics and people are like, "What? That's drugs." That's a, that's a <laughs> devil's lettuce. While they're pounding six cups of coffee a day. <laughs> I mean, you can pound coffee, but if you do it the other way, it's much better for you. If you um, like take it like. <laughs> I've heard of that. So what does that do? Does it cause like a purge or what? Well, what ends up happening is when you do it that way, it it's so you know how it gives you guys like the energy and stuff to like to really go at it. It does that for your internal systems. And so it gets that stuff like it helps to like take the toxins out of your body and just pull all that crap out. Does it still like, give you a rush, like a coffee rush, like you drink it? A little bit, yeah. That's very, very interesting. I've always heard of that. Yeah. I got like I did almost 10 years of like raw vegan, green juice, like fasting, all this crazy stuff. And uh, yeah, I, I just went as, as deep down as you can go into these crazy healing rabbit holes. And I always heard of that. I just never knew like what the effects would be or what, or what it was like. Yeah, it's uncomfortable, though. It's not like something like, oh, yeah, but it's uh, but the benefit of the afterwards, it's just so awesome because as well, too, it's just like it's just helping your body just cleanse out like just like some old crap that you've got going on and just helps it just helps your system flow so much better so if you got any like toxins or metals and stuff like that it just helps pull that out of your your body we want to start doing more um health related podcasts so i wanted to talk a little bit about like lupus and what you're doing to like kind of mitigate that or is anything that you can share about that oh i've got a shit that's all honestly like i don't take any medicines um, because when I got diagnosed, they put me on a medication that would literally, I had to go in once a year to get my eyes checked because I could go blind from it. Oh shit. Wow. And on top of it too, you still get your flare ups. So I'm still going to have pain and deal with all this other crap and then lose my vision. Like, fuck you. There's got to be something better. So That's I just started at the medical system right now. That's yeah, where we are. That's the epitome of health. What? That isn't health. That's the whole thing. It's just like, here's the pill. Like, the pill doesn't do anything for you. It just maintains you. And then it just messes up all your other organs. And then you've got to go take a pill for that. And then you get it just like, it just a spiraling down just crap hole. I'm in real estate for about five to 10 more years before I felt like I could like fully automate this beast and where we're headed. And then after that, I'm going into the medical field. I'm, I'm going to start pushing a, a, like a compounding pharmacies, like doing peptides and like, these more natural healing modalities, because that's my biggest passion. I really am a scientist. Like I'm a mad scientist. 
You are and, a man scientist. That's yeah. cool. I love that more than I love anything, more than I love real estate, more than I love money. Like it, it, all of that is super secondary. Like if, if medicine was number one and healing people was the first priority, then money and real estate is like number 23, right? That's how big the gap is between what I love Damn. about medicine. Yeah. I'm definitely going to be in the, in the medical field in the next several years. Yeah. Well, the whole thing is this, it's like, it doesn't matter how much money you have if your health is shit. Yep. Or it doesn't matter how much money you have if you're seeing all the people around you getting sick and aging and dying and falling apart and you can't do anything about it. You yeah. know, that's like I have I still have my parents, thank God, but it's like, you know, they're getting older and it's like that's super important for me. Like if they are gonna they're gonna transition no matter what, but they right. also don't go like falling apart and, and you know, terribly ill and just miserable. Right. So yeah, I'm doing they a lot could of have that. actual quality of life. Like my mom passed away at like fuck, she didn't even make it to fifty. She was forty nine. She had oh. a lymphoma and like went like that like she got diagnosed and like a month later she 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 passed away oh man that's so scary you know one of my sellers right now one of my property sellers um she's doing really bad i mean she has like a growth on her face like a black growth about the size of a golf ball okay. and so I, I ordered her a bunch of uh like ozone products like somebody hmm. made yeah i met a guy yesterday that has a, a he's in the ozone business like a clinic in in dallas and i'm like dude give me the website i'm like i'm gonna just buy her a bunch of stuff right now like I didn't even ask her permission. I just ordered it all. And I'm like, hey, you're going to have some stuff in the next couple of days. Like, just start Go using dip it. your face in some cold plunge, too. That's what I'm thinking. I think, like, if you're, if you're just more active, like, if you're out there, like, finding out what are the healing modalities, take a cold plunge, do some sauna, you know, do one day of green juice, fast for 24 mm -hmm. hours. You know, do a water fast. Oh, fasting's so good for you. It's so good for you because when you, when you give your body that break – then because your body's always like digesting and, and everything else like that when you give that that break um and not even like i don't know how many how many days you you do when you do a fast um but i i tend to do a, at least a three day i'm unable to at this point in time to do a seven i'd love to unfortunately my body just is not able to, to handle it however like on day two like my vision gets better but the, the, now everything yeah uh, the biggest thing is because it's always digesting and stuff like that, and you give it that break, and then once it stops working that system, it starts working in other things for you. Like your body will start, start doing that, and then you'll end up having the autophagy part of things too. So when you have these really shitty cells that need to get the fuck out, they die. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing too with the cold plunge, you know? the whole like you're, you're getting yourself so cold, like those, those weak cells will end up dying off. And like with cold plunge too, like your your white blood cell count, you can increase it that way. I mean, there's so many benefits for like just doing one action. Yes, I love it. It's like we, we got to revisit this. We have to do like a whole other show about this. And I'm trying to spread the word like the same way that I want to like spread wealth, right? So that's why we share real estate information. Um, I also like to, I want to share like health related information because again, I think they go together, right? They say health is okay. wealth. And I really believe that, yeah, if we're just out here just hammering it and just crushing it and entrepreneurs, but you're not taking care of yourself, like it's not worth it, it's not going to lead to anything amazing. I can promise you that. Yeah. It's like, why did you, why did you do that to yourself? Like, why did you pound yourself into the fucking ground? And afterwards you can't even enjoy the fruits of your labor. Like what's the point? I think everybody's thinking that, um, that they're going to do that later. Like first I'm going to get mega wealthy. I'm going to collect as much cash as I need to collect. And then I'm going to focus on my health, but it's just not true. You have to do but both. the whole thing is you don't even know if you you get a later mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. not even though that maybe you don't even die because of natural causes or, or whatever you, you can get hit by you know a car there's like there's so many freak accidents out there that can possibly happen nobody's guaranteed tomorrow 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, you might as well enjoy it while you can and just be as healthy as, as you can with it all, too. And it's it's just, just minor changes. Like a really great one is like grounding every day. Like if you're feeling off center and whatever, like go outside or you're having a, that's another thing too. Like you don't have to do a cold plunge. If you're having a bad day, you can go ground. Just get reconnected with the earth again. You're taking your shoes off. You're taking the socks off. You go in the dirt, you go in the grass, you go in the rocks and just put the puppies in there and just disperse out that negative energy you've got going. Very powerful tool. Yeah. Every time I go to the beach, I just like set a chair by the water and I could just sit there for like two days straight and not move. Oh, me too. Yeah, and then I'm completely like grounded out, like more so than ever. And it lasts weeks after that. That's I've been missing that. I haven't been to to the beach since my birthday. I went to I flew out to uh, Florida and I stayed out there for a couple of days. And it was awesome because nobody was on the beach because it was like 44 degrees out and people were walking on the beach with parkas and shit. And I'm used to cold water. So it doesn't I was the only one in the ocean and people are walking by with freaking mittens and a hoodie. They're like, what is wrong with this person? <laughs> It was hilarious. We're, in the, we're in the cold plunge at 46 degrees and shit. Okay. Well, 42. Uh, 42. What, what is a quote that is yours or somebody else's that you resonate with? My, oh, so I'm really big on this, um, which would be Yoda's huge quote. Resignate completely. Do or do not. There is no try. I love that quote. I love that quote. And I'm you know, all over when people say try. You were saying it earlier too. I, I kind of shut up. But try is such a non-committal word. And a lot of us who are out there are just not non-committal people. So like whenever you say that, it's like don't say something like that. Like you're not a non-committal person. Why would you even say try? Oh, I'm going to try to be healthier. Like, pff, come on, really? Either you're <laughs> going to do it or you don't. I'd rather a person just quit instead of try. Like, you can't just, try. Just, just, just quit if you're gonna. If that's all you're gonna do is try, like no, you can. They've already like, quit. You can do it. Can the, there's do life it. and death of the power of our tongue. You know, the words we say are, are so. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we have we have a mastermind, and I, I I'm always trying to get everybody in there to quit. You're always trying to get them. See, <laughs> say it a get, lot. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm trying to get them to quit. Like talking about that. Like, so literally, you're not like, trying you're to quit get them later. To quit. quit now. Yeah, you're not trying to get them to quit. You're just like, all right, quit saying it. Because yeah. even now you're saying it too. Yeah. Yeah, true, true, true. I get it. There you go. <laughs> so I'm not going to try to get them to quit. I'm going to make them quit now. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to, you know, it just. I, I tell Daniel, here's what I'm going to say on the call today. He's like, um, I don't think you should say that. He's like, you might scare them off. I'm like, well, they either need a producer, they need to not, one or the other. Right. Not, not be in the Shit or get off the pot, you know? <laughs> It's like exactly. either you do or you don't. It's it's not a halfway in sport. I love it. Yeah, this was a super fun one. I think we need to do this again soon. Like I said, we, we do have the uh, like a, a whole entire health show that we're launching that's yep. going to be outside of real estate and kind of how it pertains to that, how leaders stay strong, how to keep their body and their mind strong. So, uh, yeah, we definitely need to have a part two of this conversation. It was super fun, super amazing. As always, yeah, you're a great soul. You always bring that good, fun oh. energy. And I hope people watching this take advantage of your uh, your – your content and also your uh, your platform, your training, because if anybody's struggling out there, if you're afraid to pick up the phone, said so there, there's an easy way to easier way to get involved, and it's connecting with the people that already have momentum, like Sonia. And apparently, everybody loves you because you got all the all the comments. Everybody's giving you a shout out, so yeah, you're already yeah. you're already well known. Is that the other thing too? Like I started doing um, a private Facebook group, 
And yeah. um, like tomorrow, I'm going to do live cold, cold calls. Sick. What's the name of the group? I forgot. It's like the authentic closer. <laughs> like, authentic closer. Okay. All right. I was going to say, yeah. maybe you can drop the link if, or something. If they're, on, this if they're on my Facebook, like you can see it on there. Because I, oh, yeah. I put about there. About it on there. So, but yeah, it's the authentic, uh, the authentic closer. That is so dope. Super helpful. Calling live. That's, that's amazing. Okay. Yeah. I'll definitely pop in there and check it out. Yeah. Got to join in. Because I'm only doing I, – I don't like doing a live feed on, on your personal page because a lot, some of those calls are pretty personal with people. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's a little – this should be behind a closed door. Yeah. So. At least one. <laughs> <laughs>